welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And I am... I'm Mike. I'm, I'm Mike. Mike. Yeah, hi. Uh, I am the only Mike here, so, I mean, if you're Tom, that has got to be me. I mean, that's only what makes sense, right? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, you can only exist in you. You can't really exist in me. I mean, part of you could, and that would probably be really, really damaging to our, both of our relationships with uh, yeah. our, our partners. Yeah. But you could feasibly exist in part of me for a short part of time with part of you. But you can't be inside of me without exploding me, and I don't want that to happen. Well, I mean, I could, I could leave some of myself in you. Yeah, but that doesn't really stay you unless you're talking about, like, a finger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and I'm definitely not going to amputate my own finger just to just to prove a point. That's just, just not going to happen. Just get a pair of gardening gardening snippers and snip it off right there at the knuckle. Oh, you talking about that? Oh God, made me just think of I was. Uh, this is funny how this just naturally you know came up too. It's so weird. I was on a. Uh, I belong to a Reddit group called What Is This Thing. <laughs> okay. And I'm they, already interested. Oh, dude, it's awesome. It's W I T T is is the um, abbreviation for it. It's worth checking it out. People will post things on there that they find at garage sales or at relatives' houses or dug up in their yard or anything, and they have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. And they'll ask, what is this thing? And, and some expert will step in and say, oh, that's a whatever. I would say that there's only been one so far that I haven't seen solved. And I haven't looked down through all of them because I guarantee you there are thousands. And although I find it interesting, I am one of those people that once I start down a rabbit hole like that, I will not mm. stop. And I oh, will yeah. be obsessed over it. So I, I – I, purposely, you know, pull myself back and go, hey, well, you got to have a little bit of restraint here. Let's not read them all. That's but, what I love about Reddit. Uh, Reddit just, you, you, it's a, it's rabbit hole upon rabbit hole upon rabbit yeah. hole. It's literally like every little tunnel you've ever seen in like somebody's ant farm, you know, back when people actually had ant farms still. Uh, that could be, that could be like a visual representation of Reddit where you start at one main hole and end up just going through tunnels and tunnels everywhere. And it's, I mean, the majority of it is is interesting. Some of it is is uh, is just ridiculous. But I think you know you'll find that anywhere on the internet mm -hmm. or in conversation. Yeah, yeah. But this person, to get back to the main story, this person had found, had bought some. Uh, they said it was medical instruments, and everybody's looking at these things. And one of the things that they had was like this terrifying looking. Almost looked like a pair of like garden shears with a uh, with two long handles coming off of them. And the person, one of the people, piped up and was like, "Oh, well, those look like they would be uh, for cutting through uh, rib cages and and other bones oh. and stuff like that." And that led to stories from people who worked in um, in medical examiners' offices. Telling stories about, you know, cutting up cadavers and describing things in great detail yeah. and med students and everything else. And here it turns out somebody's like, no, I'm pretty sure that those are the shears that they used to use for cutting casts open before they had the, uh, you know, the rotary die grinder kind of thing going on. 
And I was like, so we just went down through this whole fucking thing. And the person's like, oh, yeah, we just go to, like, your Lowe's or your, even to a Harbor Freight or something like that. And we just buy, like, the heavy-duty garden shears. And that's what we use to, to cut people's ribs and stuff like that. And we're doing autopsies and everything. And I'm like, that is not something I need to think about when I'm outside pruning my, my bushes and trees. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> I don't know. Like mm. it was, it was unexpected. And I thought to myself, aren't you like, I guess they got to run through the autoclave before they can use them and make sure there's no oil or anything on them. Cause isn't like the point of an autopsy to, you know, have a sterile field and, and then, you know, find out what was inside and going on and everything. And the other thing was the way this one person described it was almost like everybody gets an autopsy. It was like, Oh, we had like a 70 some year old, that was in, and, uh, you know, yeah, we did an autopsy on her, and I'm like, why would you do an autopsy on somebody that was that old unless you suspected foul play? People die of old age. I'm hoping not to get cut into pieces. I want to be burned. I want to be incinerated. So do I. I think that I, I narrowly not, escaped not it once, but that's where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously not, not to death. <laughs> yeah, but afterwards, yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> yes, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to leave a big, a big footprint anywhere. I don't want, and so I, I said also, and I'll say this right now, where it's recorded, and and people have heard this. Uh, several things. I make my final plans known here. I want to be cremated, and I do not want anybody coming and looking at my dead ass. I will die. I will go away. I will be burned. You can celebrate my life without my body because I I don't dig viewings and I don't want anybody to have to have that unease when it comes to me. I will I will do everything in my power to if that if I should outlive you, I will make everything in my power to make sure that happens. Please do. I will. I've made my I've made my wishes known to everybody, but I know that sometimes people don't listen. Yeah. Well, if I'm still around, I will see to it. Um, likewise, I want to be cremated. Um, I never really gave the viewing a lot of thought. I guess that's something I need to think about. But I want to be planted like a tree. Yeah. I want to have a. I want to have a tree sapling. And yeah, they use, make. Um, they make. Use my remains is rich, yeah. rich nutrients to feed the fucking plant and make a big tree a tree that people will climb a tree that people will hang a rope swing from or a tree that will uh stand in perpetuity for 300 years before someone decides to chop it down well hopefully it's in an area where they don't like six months after you uh yeah just slash and die, burn they decide, yeah they decide that they're going to develop that area <laughs> that would that would be my biggest concern about that because I would love to be planted on my on my property somewhere like in one of those biodegradable boxes with the tree seed either that or or your other thing that your luck would be you'd get a seed that was a fucking dud. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. Nothing would happen. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens. Although I do like the idea of like okay, so my I plant myself or I get planted, right? And the tree's like a little sapling and literally 30 seconds after they plant a fucking steamroller just goes right over. It. <laughs> and there's a road <laughs> and roads and cars are driving it's on a it. It's lot. like <laughs> it's there's something extremely slapstick about that that I really enjoy. <laughs> well, you're going to be dead. What are you going to care? I I won't. But I do like honestly like I think that that I'd be um, I'd be happiest knowing that my remains were put to some kind of good use, as opposed to just you know I'm 
I'm wanting to donate my organs. That's something I'm doing. Oh yeah, uh, me too. You know, Absolutely. You know, and, if anything and, from me is usable, by all means, harvest it. Now I've heard horror stories about hospitals and stuff knowing that you are an organ donor and not doing everything they can to save your life, and that upsets me a little bit. But I think it upsets me more for the people that are going to be left behind than me myself because, again, I'm going to be dead. I'm not going to know any fucking better. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if that's true or not. I have heard that before. That seems to fly in the face of the Hippocratic Oath. But on the other hand, the Hippocratic Oath says that it's about saving lives. And if your life is essentially unsavable and it's a matter of time mm-hmm. – and your organs are failing while they're in your body. And they can get, save five lives. Save five lives. Yeah. I, I, if I were on the table but still somehow able to make that call, I'd be like, yeah, let me go. Let me go. I'm dead anyway. It's just a matter of time. There's nothing you can do to save me. I'm yeah. dead. So let my body go to use. Make, make, a, make a better world out of it. Let's not forget <laughs> that there are also some Hippocratic hypocrites. Sure. Who uh, who will just do stuff because they get paid and making money is all that matters to them. Yeah. And to those yeah. people, I don't know. If they were just being dicks to make money, I believe that I would do my best if I had a choice or the ability to haunt them. Although, again, I would be the laziest fucking ghost that ever existed. <laughs> Casper the lazy ghost. <laughs> I'd just be like, hey, is it cool if I just sit here and annoy you for all eternity? Is that cool? Like, I'm going to... I'm going to show up in your car and like you're going to be getting it on and I'm just going to like fucking hover over and maybe even get down into the body of the person that you're doing it with and then whisper in your ear, hey, remember me, <laughs> you know, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I seems like it might be fun. And then you leave your ectogasm all over the place. Oh, uh, naturally. Hey, go ahead and call the Ghostbusters about it, bitch. I won't be here. Yeah. I'll fucking, I'll be hiding somewhere else in your house where I That's, don't make a mess. Hey, oh, a ghost trap? Bitch, I'm into that shit. Yeah, I like that. Oh yeah. yeah you know, you know, the more it hurts, the better I like it. <laughs> that would uh, that would be interesting. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not excited for end of life stuff because I'm ready to go there. But I, I do wonder what there is because a lot of people say when you die, it's just dark, and there's a lot of. Um, atheists that believe that and i i don't know i like i got a feeling that i got a real good strong feeling that there's something else there I and agree. i i certainly hope that there is because man i will fucking totally rock out in like a white flowing robe or something like that i could go around doing jesus impersonations with my beard and long hair <laughs> <laughs> i could make lots of money there's money to be made in that i think yeah. you need you money ha- in heaven? Yes. i don't fucking know yeah, you have to ha- wear simple, simple clothes like robes and like like sandals that are made of like woven like bits of reed or something. Whatever the hell they made sandals of. <laughs> I would back think then. linen. Linen would do me just fine. Yeah, well, I'm talking about for the the sandals. Like you're not going to make no. sandals out of out of. No, no, absolutely not. Linen. I would probably get hemp sandals. You know. Yeah, hemp or something like that. Yeah, like flax and. They don't call them Jerusalem cru- cruisers for nothing. <laughs> Air Jesus. <laughs> I think yeah, we could we could be in heaven right now. How would you know? Uh, here's that the would thing. explain that would explain all of the deja vu and everything. Nobody said that heaven was going to be fucking you know peaches and cream all the time. Well, 
I think that it is whatever you make of it. Um, I think life is whatever you make of it. The, the potential for heaven is here. The problem is there's twofold. The problem is first how we think about happiness and second is how we are as a species at, at, at whole. So on the small level, we've got the, the thing is that we think, oh, I can't make a difference on my own level. I'm too small, mm-hmm. which is patently untrue. If you lead by example, you will inspire others. Maybe you won't inspire everyone, but you'll cause a ripple. Unless a ripple. Unless you're doing something, well, no. Even if you're doing heinous, something heinously wrong, people will flock to you. There's evidence of that abundantly clear right now, <laughs> as you and yes, I yes, both there know. Is. So, but yeah. for every force of evil in the world, there is a counterbalance. There is a good. That's simply how the universe seems to work on on dualities. Whether that good is in a single person or it's in the collective conscience of all other people, however many or few there are that are fighting the forces of good, whatever they happen to be at the time. And to me, that simply means being a humanist, looking past politics, looking past religion and looking at the person and saying, are you or are you not a fucking piece of shit? And if you are, fuck you. (laughs) Simple as that. You go into the pile of evil. You're the evil ones. You're one of the evil ones. It has nothing to do with anything else, any other characteristic or trait. Are you an asshole? Yes, you are. Fuck you. Get out of here. (laughs) You know, I can't put it any more simply than that. Motherfucker. But I'm preaching and I don't want to preach tonight. I'm having fun here. So it's all good. Let's just continue. Let's continue in that vein. How about a new um, feature? A new bit. Okay. Stupid I'm always ready tweet for a new feature. Of, yeah. Stupid tweet of the week. This one comes ah. from, uh, to us from Deanna Lorraine. Maybe you know her. Deanna for Congress. Uh, at Deanna for Congress. She says. Uh, of course she's a politician. How would I not oh, be surprised yeah. by that? Oh, she's so much more than just a politician. Uh, eight hours ago. I find it very interesting how the show Masked Singer hit America in January of 2019, a little bit over a year before they started forcing us all into masks. It's almost as if they were beginning to condition the public that masks were normal and cool. The media is demonic. 7.5 thousand likes. 9.2 thousand uh, retweets. I would hope only simply for the comedic value of it. Oh, most of the retweets, I'm sure, were for the joke. And 10,000 comments. So, follow up. I see I struck a chord tonight with this tweet since the whole Soros-paid blue check brigade is out in full force tonight. I really wonder what he pays these hacks. Followed up with about an hour later. Seriously, mock you, mock this all you want. You leftists have allowed yourself to be completely taken over and become absolute sheep. Try to think critically rather than try for once to think critically rather than just what the Soros bought and paid for media shoves in your face. Wake up, she says. And that's that's the end of that particular thread. At least those wow. are the highlights of that particular thread that she posted. Well, so if those are the highlights, I would not want to see the lowlights. She's she's a fun person. So let me tell you a little bit about her constant, constant pro-Trump 
uh, 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 thing is not really my biggest problem with her. My biggest problem with her is that she is, let's see. I'm looking for any doctors, healthcare workers, nurses, also employees at the CDC who would bra be brave and blow the whistle on the things that have been happening behind the scenes with COVID on my live shows this week. Also, any black Americans who will speak out against Black Lives Matter, let me know. Mm. So what I'm saying is she's fucking QAnon. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a situation somewhat similar to that, but I didn't know if you were done with what you were going to say, so I wasn't going to bring any of that stuff up. No, go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> oh, no, I, uh, I, I know somebody, and I have made reference to this individual before, no names or any kind of revealing features, but... Uh, basically, there was something that somebody else I know posted about, and they may figure out who they are, and <laughs> I don't really give a fuck either, but uh, posted a thing that was from like four years ago that said, oh, one of the Black Lives Matters organizers, and they used the word organizers, and there's a, there's a caveat to that, uh, was arrested for uh, human trafficking and something else. Well, here what organizers mean is not that this person organized the group, but that they were somebody who may have organized a, a, uh, a, a protest or something like that. Like they were part of, didn't specify how high up the chain or anything else, part of, of the, of, of a team that may have organized something in their name, which you know, as well as I do doing things in the name of something else is just as simple in the media. Most of the time as saying, Hey, I'm with them. And then, you know, it becomes fact. Right. And uh, this person that commented that I decided to comment back to uh, made mention of how the Black Lives Matter movement is a homegrown terrorist organization. Oh, for fuck's sake. Homegrown terrorist organization. I said, no, 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 no. Are there extremists involved in this yes. that are using the name and doing bad things. Absolutely. Yes. There are people that do that with everything. Somebody exactly. has probably committed crimes in Mother Teresa's name for Christ's sake. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I said, you want to talk about homegrown terrorist groups. How about, oh, I don't know, the KKK or the Proud yeah. Boys or the, the fucking unmarked, um, unfit, fat, nasty, slobbish police, quote unquote, that are going around in the Midwest grabbing people up and beating them up and shit like that. Those are homegrown terrorist groups. Right. Black Lives Matter is not. No. It's not all, a terrorist it, group at all. It's a solidarity movement. I'm assuming that wanting equal rights is, is, is evil to this person. I don't know, and I nah. asked as much. But, uh, I mean, seriously, how? and this person is white— and, and of course just, they are just happens to be a a uh, quote unquote conservative because that's a laughable uh, word to use at that point also mm -hmm. and and would be a supporter of the cult 45 movement and uh, so it, it should have come as no surprise to me if that's the way it went yeah yeah I have to admit I, I want to come fully out on this particular topic. When I first heard the term Black Lives Mattered, I found it to be divisive and I didn't like it. And I said, well, don't all lives matter? And I did not understand then what I was saying because I did not understand, nor did I take the time to understand what Black Lives Matter meant. 
Yeah, I don't think that, that you can be blamed mistake. for that at the very yeah. beginning. Maybe not, but I did not take the time to learn it until very recently, within the last year or year and a half or so, mm-hmm. that I've really become more aware. And I honestly think that despite hating the news and hating it, hating the fucking uh, uh, news cycle in general for me is just something I try to avoid. But it gets into my face so much that I can't help but interact with it. And I've learned quite a bit about how to be a better human being as a result of it. Mm-hmm. You know, by having conversations with people and realizing, like, you know what? A lot of my knee-jerk reactions to things are are part of the system systemic problem that is the reason why Black Lives Matter is important. Because the systemic racism had me thinking, well, no, all lives matter immediately. Immediately. Yeah. You know, as an almost knee-jerk defensive reaction. Like, and I will admit that now because now I can see it. But for all the people in the world who can say like me that they were able to do that, and I don't think at that point I was racist, but I was certainly thinking in less than hospitable ways about other cultures and the importance of what was going on. you've grown since then, and that's the important part. Yeah, 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 that's true. It's who I am now that matters. Um, Yes. Especially since I've never, to my knowledge, harmed anyone in that way. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, I said that a long time ago, and I'm not going to say that's an excuse, but what I am going to say is I had a lot of time to grow in intervening years, and I can come back and say, oh, man, yeah, I said that shit. I'm sorry for it. I understand now. So if you find something for me from 2016, 2014 that where I'm saying some stupid ass ignorant shit, you know what? Call me on it. I'll answer to it because I knew I was wrong or I didn't know I was wrong at the time, but I know I was wrong now. <laughs> um, My initial yeah. thought to um, the All Lives Matter thing was at first I thought – Boy, are they trying to are they trying to co-opt this whole Black Lives Matter thing and trying to turn it into something else? And of course, I actually was right without realizing that how deeply I was thinking about it at that point. Yeah. But uh, I got I got kind of like what I don't know for me, and this is this is the way that my mind works. Whenever I hear somebody twist the name of something into in, in putting other words into it, my mind automatically goes to, "Hey, are they making fun of that?" That's the I way that you. it has. That's the way it works for me. But I'm also a very you mean like, um, you mean like calling suspicious somebody- person. <laughs> yeah, I am a suspicious person too. That's why uh, I can't go out at night anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you afraid that the uh, shadow people and um uh, what the hell was the name of that that uh tall black figure that would follow you through the woods i can't remember the name of it slender it was like man. In one of the slender man that's it slender yes. man's gonna get you slenderman slenderman yes <laughs> he's the so, oh slenderman <laughs> Oh my Slenderman's God! coming to get me! Oh God! That's why you stay in your house after after dark. Slenderman's That's coming. It. Don't go outside. Don't go in the woods. Definitely don't That's, go in the woods. The Slenderman will get you. Sounds like a it's a, it's a Woody Allen movie in the making. <laughs> <laughs> the Slenderman. Oh God, the Slenderman! What if you decide to do that? Please let us know. I'd like a yeah. cut of that. So my wife, uh, 
was watching the show Glee the other day. Mm-hmm. And, not a fan. Uh, not a fan either, I have and, to say. Yeah, never. I, I don't mind. My kids love it because of the musical theater aspect of things. Sure. And I appreciate the musical yeah. theater act of things. Which is why I can the, tolerate it. Yeah. The problem was is that I'm sort of a captive audience to it because I'm in my office working and she's in, the, in her office working. Uh, and she is working, but she's also able to multitask like an Where's ADD person at? can the living room. <laughs> I don't know if maybe you cleaned out the spare room, made that into her um, office. Oh, that would have been no, cool. That would be cool, but I don't have any place to put that stuff. Um, in the living room. Duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> piles, piles and piles of shit in the living room. You don't need two bathrooms, you fucking living in the third world problem land. I mean, first world problem land. <laughs> I so, have too many bathrooms. Oh, oh my god. Which toilet will I shit in today? Oh no. Oh, the gold one oh. and the silver, Mary. Oh. Nobody has to wait to pee in my house. <laughs> mm. Come along, lovey. Let's go take showers in separate bathrooms. Yes. Not at the same time, though, because the water pressure won't hold up. <laughs> oh. Oh, let's have separate bathrooms as well. Mm. Mm, that's actually not a bad idea sometimes. No, it would be nice <laughs> on occasion. I think uh, that night that you were throwing up like a fucking broken sewer line, that yeah. uh, that she would have loved to have a separate bedroom from you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and there are nights when the the gas flows long and hard. and oh, it's I know like, what you're talking about. It's like, you know, you'll fart for a solid 30 seconds. And you're like, how is that much gas inside my body? Not just once, but like seven times an hour. What the hell is going on you, inside You're of lucky me? you didn't fucking implode from pushing all that out. Like, uh, yeah. you know, you might hold your breath a little bit and all of a sudden you're three inches shorter. Or you just turn inside <laughs> out from your asshole forward. Inside out, boy. Oh, in real yeah. life. <laughs> you know what you do to yeah. fix that then? You just you're go and swing over the bar. For the swing set the opposite way, and it'll, it'll turn you right back around again. You just blast all your bones out of your bo- asshole like a fucking Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> hit the wall. Okay, you live through that? <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrible. Well, my skull got stuck. <laughs> Honey, so could t- you lift up my side so I can fart? <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Could you lift that, that up my flat? That was a horrible yeah, visual. I need you to pick my flaps up. I'm starting to get chafed. Could you could you move my jaw? It doesn't work anymore and I need to eat. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh. oh man. But anyway, so she's servants wipe me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, she's watching Glee and they're singing the song um they're singing a a song by Jim Morrison The Doors. I don't know what the song was. I think it was uh all you love well, is gone. It could have only really been like so sing a light lonely my fire, song. Or, no, or, was, or the end, or one. I mean, there's only a handful of songs they made that anybody ever really knows. Yeah, the one I'm thinking of is uh, "All Your Love Is Gone." So sing a lonely song from the deep true dream. Oh God, I can't remember what that is. To be on the muck. Don't you love her madly? That's it. Love, love her madly. madly. There you go. Yep. You're they right. Were doing, they were doing Love Her Madly, but they were doing like, instead of like the Wurlitzer keyboard thing that they had, you know, yeah, they're, they're doing. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 
It was a guitar trying to emulate that. And the singer was terrible, just terrible. <laughs> and it was like, and it was like, they tried to turn it into like this duet with this woman. And it was like, I, I, I'm just sitting there. Like I came out afterwards and I'm like, if you're going to do a cover of a song, try to match the spirit of the song. And, I was going to say, was the singer actually bad, or was it just the the song that they were singing that you're so used to hearing the vocals at this level, and they were like at this level and doing like a whole bunch of that, like, yeah, while they were in the middle yeah, exactly. of it, you know? Yeah, yeah probably which is that's what it was. Yeah, that's part of the reason I why I don't that. like that show. That's part of the reason yeah. why I don't like that show. It's show offy. It's just like when someone goes to a ball game or something and they're like, and the yeah, 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 but I mean, like, you know, like, you know, Mariah Carey, they all do it. They all, all done it. The, like, sure, her Christmas name was just the first songs. one that popped into my head. <laughs> that was well, all like Christ- it was. Oh, yeah. Mariah yeah. Carey would have worked just as well. That's Well, and the thing is, is that they make those entertainers in a factory. They're born as human beings and then they get to Hollywood or they get to big, mm, big music. That's one hot factory. And and they're like, all right, well, let's clone stamp this, punch this up, punch this down, wear this thing, wear this makeup, and now you're um, you're our, our new top person. All they did with the show American Idol was illustrate how shittily these people are treated from the beginning to the end, and how much of a mm-hmm. fucking a fucking commodity they are to the industry, and nothing more. They're just another self. They're their product. And, and you and they're owned by the, one of the things I love to tell people when 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 I'm trying to point out the cookie cutter garbage bullshit that we have on the radio today is Aerosmith. You take their first okay. two albums. Their first two albums are fantastic. The next like maybe four albums, the ones that came out in the 80s, pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. I happen to think that Pump, the album Pump, is probably one of my favorite rock albums from that era. I was going to um, say, I do, I really, and I'm not a huge Aerosmith fan, but I would agree that I think I can probably look through their catalog and pick out more stuff that I like than, like, say, another band that I'm not a fan of, like, I don't know, Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I know we're talking about two different, you know, well, yeah. slightly different genres of music, but Aerosmith usually can can fill the bill at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but then in the '90s and, and the 2000s, like Aerosmith just became super formulaic, and it was like they weren't doing anything uh, new anymore. It was like falling in love is so hard on the knees, you know. And it was like next <laughs> one, I want to wrap you in leather, and it's like, where's your balls, dude? What happened to you? <laughs> and and come to find out, David Geffen owned that band, Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels, because they said in the writer in the original contract that they could retain all the uh, rights to Toys in the Attic and what's the other I, album? I don't remember. And I also know if they like green M&Ms. I'm just kidding. Oh. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 
Random fact. <laughs> random false fact of the day. You talk about riders, and that's what I think of. Like there needs to be three bottles of Perrier, no more than three. Only green yeah. M and M's, and I want Ritz peanut butter crackers with all the peanut butter taken off, and just the Ritz crackers by themselves. Not just Gems. Ritz crackers. I want the peanut butter ones. <laughs> The, the name of the other the name of the other album was Gems. So Gems and huh. Toys in the Attic were the sole property of the band, on the condition that they never recorded for the lifetime of the band, under any other label or under or write any of their own songs ever again. Basically, they had to. They were wow. completely owned as a product by Geffen Records. So that's the got, definition of selling out. Yeah, absolutely, but. He had them by the balls. So they just started sort of sagging their feet and going, fuck it, we'll just put in a lackluster performance or whatever. I guess. I don't know what they were doing. Maybe Steven Tyler was just depressed. I would have been, you know, because he'd hit, he'd peaked and then it was like, but this isn't really us. It's just an act that we're doing. (laughs) You just made me think of something fucking hilarious. (laughs) They put out, well, hold on to it for a second. They They put out an album, an independent album on another label called Honkin' on Bobo, which is a hilarious title. It's a blues yes. album. <laughs> it is a funny title. Yeah, Honkin' on Bobo. <laughs> but it's 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 a blues album and it's pretty damn good. And uh, then they that's why now you hear Dream On in car commercials. Because Geffen was true to their word, and they said, all right, fuck you guys. We now own your first two albums. Oh, it's terrible. It is. It's absolutely fucking insidious. Well, what was the funny thing you thought of? (laughs) There's a picture of Dave Grohl and Steven Tyler standing together, and it says underneath of it, I hope I have as good a relationship with my mom when I get older as Dave Grohl does with his. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, it's so funny. Yeah, that is fucking funny. Because Steven Tyler does kind of, you know, with the scarves and the makeup and those big lips of his, he does kind of look like a lady. He does. Dude, Dude looks, looks like, like a lady. A lady. <laughs> Indeed. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> that's that's fucking hilarious. Oh, poor Steven Tyler. That's With okay. all his millions of dollars yeah. and his his legion of lovers that he's had over the years of Is of he any... the one who had the girl that he like adopted? When she was a, she was like a teenager yeah, and he was, yes. yeah, and like he adopted her and was, was banging her and everything. Like that is yeah. such a weird situation. Yeah. Only wasn't... the kind of thing that Steven Tyler could do. Yeah. And get away with. Well, like yeah, I kind of parents got... signed her over. I totally forgot about that. That's right. And he was sort of like grooming her and shit, yeah. wasn't he? Oh, well, he was grooming like, her all right. Well, no. But he was you... combing at her bush constantly. Do you know what I mean when I say grooming? I, I, I don't, I, I think there's many different on the grooming her for a career, grooming her to be, you know, his sex slave. I, yes, I don't, yes. that's it. Grooming, a groomer is someone who takes a young person and subtly tries to, or not so subtly, tries <laughs> to influence the way they think to win them over, over time until they mm. think of them as a trusted person. And then eventually when they become of age, they fuck them. It's, ah. it's, it's horrible. I, I'm gonna assume he repulsive. didn't wait until she was of age, but no, still, no, I don't think so either. But they, yeah, these are people that are basically 
borderline pedophiles that are like taking like a 14 year old girl and just entrusting, learning to getting her trust and then using her later. Sounds like sex trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. It's on that level. <laughs> yeah. It's on that level of fucking man. I really wish there was a hell. I just took you from being like Steven Tyler and Aerosmith are pretty good to wow. Steven Tyler is a fucking creep. I took everybody yeah. with me. Yeah, you did, man. <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the only thing that I ever think of. Um, you know, uh, when I think of him, I always like automatically go right to that story because yeah. it's so disturbing to me. It is disturbing as fuck, and I completely blocked it out of my mind. It's kind of like, well, it's funny that you brought up uh, Billy Corgan. You know, like Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, because that. Um, that guy, Billy Corgan, was like he tried to assault or threatened to assault uh, a trans woman that he was in uh, a uh, sexual relationship with once. Not 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 like a long term one, a sing like a one night stand kind mm. of a thing when he discovered yeah. that she had male genitalia. He like freaked the fuck out. And then later, like. I guess she made some public statement about him and he threatened to beat the shit out of her if he ever saw her again. Like publicly threatened to do this. And he said, I don't give a shit. And, and it was like, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was a very homophobic message. It was very transphobic. And it was like, there was a great deal of evidence of shame on his part. Like he felt a great deal of shame about what his involvement was that. So I think he might've liked it more than he was letting on. I mean, Hey, if you're in a relationship with somebody, love is love, man. But you know, you ain't gotta be a dickhole about it. He apparently, you know, he was embarrassed in working through his own, uh, you know, horse shit, <laughs> fucking whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. That's no good. Yeah. Not a, not a great guy. Not a great guy then, you know, again. I'm not... See, the thing is, though, I said, I don't... I'm on the fence about it because, on the other hand, I don't like cancel culture. I don't feel like you can just write off everything a person has done because of a whole couple of shitty things. I think the whole... The whole of, like... Okay, here's a good example. I struggle. I struggle with this. So, yeah, it's going to it's going to be hard for me to have an objective opinion, unfortunately. Well, I don't know that I do either. I mean, I, I have trouble with it because the problem is, is that let's say you have someone like H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft is responsible for the the inspiring the work of thousands, if not millions of writers all over the world. The mm -hmm. face of horror and sci-fi would not be what it is today at all or anywhere close to it if it had not been for his influence. And yet he was an unrepentant racist, a horrible racist, like loud for his time. Mm -hmm. Now, I have trouble completely because I love his writing. His stuff is so fucking dark and, and twisted and perverse and and enthralling to to read but when you read his about his personal life you're like what a fucking piece of shit there is a show on hbo right now about this very topic it's called yeah. lovecraft country and it it features african-americans who um are fans because i read the book they're fans of 
Lovecraft, but there's this common thread throughout is that sometimes the things that you love can be made by the people that make you so very sad. And, and, and that's, and it's like, yeah, that's now to be fair, that book was written by a white guy. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he's a pretty damn talented writer. And I think a very insightful guy, Matt Ruff. So, um, what I, I guess my point is, is that, you know, will I never watch a movie with Kevin Spacey in it again? Probably not. But if he put out something new, would I seek it out because it was him? No. You know, like, I think Kevin Spacey's a piece of shit. I think H.P. Lovecraft was a piece of shit. I also happen yeah. to think that Lovecraft was an incredible writer and Kevin Spacey is and was an incredible actor. It's a shame he's also a piece of fucking human garbage that groomed fucking young men to be his, you know, sex partner. You know, like, that's fucked mm -hmm. up. It's just fucked up. There's no right way to put it. So what do you do with that, man? Do you cancel everybody? What's left? You know? Yeah, that's, I mean, this is this is what my, what my struggle is because... I think for me, it really depends on how much I value their work and what they did. Uh, that there's there's okay. got to be there's some formula inside my mind that I don't know what it is, but there's a I mean, there are bands that I listened to when I, we were younger that I I, I can't think of it like putting me on the spot right now i can't think of anything in particular that i would say oh well this is definitely what i was talking about but there's there's bands that i've listened to movies that i've watched and things that as i've gotten older i realize what a giant flaming piece of shit this person is and i just i just you know ugh, i don't want anything to do with that stuff mm -hmm. and i will just yeah i'll just i'll I, I i don't have place in my life for that kind of uh I don't know negativity, uh, whatever. I, I don't. I don't know how else to Bad describe. Mojo. Because, because yes, I'm being negative in what I'm saying. Also, so you know, it's. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't have time for that kind of stuff. I, I don't have to be tolerant of shit that I don't like anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I look at it. And I've gotten a lot of uh, crap from people around me because of stuff like that. Like. I don't think anybody likes James Woods, let's be honest. I think no. everybody thinks James Woods is a giant asshole, a terrible <laughs> actor, and just a piece of, like, he's... Here's the thing about James Woods. He's like Woods. a festering fucking boil on top of a scab on a, on a fucking rat's ass, in my opinion. Here's the thing about, about James Woods is that I can't, for the life of me, think of any other role he's been in except for Jaws. And I'm not he's even on, a... He's on I'm Family Guy a, all the was, time. Is he? Yeah, which okay, it's a cartoon, and Seth um, McFarlane. Seth McFarlane seems to come off as quite liberal in a lot of the stuff that he does, but yet he employs this fucking bloated sack of shit and Rush Limbaugh Ugh. a couple times on the show and stuff. So I think he's confused, but like that's the stuff I remember him for the most. I don't. I a movie that he was in besides Jaws, I can't even tell you. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Like yeah. that—that's how hard. That's how hard I canceled him. I forgot everything. His entire body of work is a mystery to me. 
Not the kind of mystery I'd like to solve they're gonna, either. They're gonna put out. They're gonna release after he dies. They're gonna release a new version of Jaws where they've digitally removed James Woods from every scene. Either that, or it's gonna be like a "Hey, you didn't know that James Woods did all this stuff" list or some. I don't know. You know, it's. Oh yeah, of course. Oh hey, Buzzfeed twenty things about James Woods you didn't know. Number one, he's a massive piece of shit. Number well, Tim two. Allen's another one. Oh, yeah, Tim Allen Tim Allen's sucks. one that I can point at now. I fucking loved Home Improvements uh-huh. when it was on when I was a kid. One of my favorite sitcoms. Well, I, I read... I love the Toy Story movies and everything. But now I read he's... the book... Um, I read the book Don't Tan- Stand Too Close to a Naked Man, and the other one was um, uh, uh, I'm Not Really Here, which was like a primer to uh, quantum physics for me when I was in my early 20s and mm-hmm. living in Washington, D.C. and working for a company called Aquent as a designer, a web designer. And uh, I remember those books got me through my commute uh, for like a good month or so. Just Are they Tim there. Allen books? Yeah, he wrote them. They were, so they he were knows v- about quantum physics? Yeah. Yeah, he was obsessed with it at the time. He was reading like, you know, the the Tao of of um, what was it, the, the Dancing Wuling Masters and the the Tao of Physics or something like that. There's a shit ton hmm. of books. I just thought he was topic. another you know hack fucking comic and uh, a pale uh, version of Bob Saget. Maybe I don't know. Bob yeah, Saget, was- the dirtiest fucking comedian <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. First of all, his name is not Tim Allen. It's actually Tim Dick. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> How but appropriate. It's, yeah. His name is, is he related Tim... to Andy Dick? No. Because <laughs> they are both dicks. Yeah, they are both dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and he was also and he was also busted for being in when he was twenties for being a Coke dealer. Mm-hmm. I think I yeah. actually knew that. Yeah. So, you know. He was a swell guy, still is. Who is Tim Allen? See, Tim I Dick. don't. I, I I don't like him. I am I'm not. Like, I was being sarcastic. Oh, I don't. Okay. I, was I don't say, think I he's... have. I have no love for that guy, and it's hard for me to watch the Toy Story movies and hear him and not mm-hmm. be like, oh god, why couldn't they have picked somebody else? I would have even taken fucking um, you know crazy ass Scientologist John Travolta in this role over him and that's hard for me to say because I think John Travolta is a douchebag <laughs> but um, but Tim Allen's thing he has that show Last Man Standing that's on right now and uh-huh. it's literally nothing but conservative crap the whole way through like you know he, he's a man and he's sexist and that's oh that's funny. It's funny when you're sexist on a sitcom, right? And yeah. and he like it's it's just it's just, it's garbage. Mm. I feel bad for the people that are on the show because I understand that it's a paycheck and that they've probably had to say numerous times to people, look, I don't agree with the stuff that happens on the show. It's just a job, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. But did I ever tell you my John Travolta story? No, you didn't. John Travolta, uh, I was going to interview at a hotel for a position because at this point um, I needed a job that had benefits, and this was my my one way of getting to that to that point and not having to leave the company I was working for, and because um, they own different properties. And um, he was filming that Lucky Numbers, um, excuse me, film that he made with Lisa Kudrow and them where it was something about the, you know, the Pennsylvania lottery and 
people cheated and like uh, weighted I the don't... balls or some shit like that. I don't remember that movie. But it was like a comedy thing. It might not even have been based off of that. I'm just assuming it was because it seems like it would fit. But he was standing in the lobby at the front desk, and I never saw a person in my life to this day that looked more self-important, cocksure, and assured that everybody in the fucking place was going to run up to him and be demanding autographs. And people were just walking past him like he didn't even exist. It was oh, so, yeah, so you goddamn did, funny. You did tell me about this. I remember now because it, it was on the heels yeah. of the story about John Bon Jovi. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And that movie, that story was just overshadowed it so much because yeah. it was like, Well, holy this time it can shit. shine all on its own. His ego yeah. getting a big punch in the nards was <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> I have never seen anybody looking so desperately self-important as I did him at that moment. <laughs> desperately self-important. I love that. I mean, that's I exactly that. how I can. Like, like when I say that, you can imagine somebody who thinks that they are, you know, everything and nobody's paying any attention to them. So they're like trying to make themselves like more noticeable, you know, like changing their stance and, and looking and waving at and shit like that. That's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> it was oh it was it was so it was so sad but funny at the same time. I I I mean I had such mixed emotions about it, but I knew as soon as I left there I had to have told about forty people about it. <laughs> I was telling everybody I fucking know about this. You know, like I'm calling people up and be like, oh my god, I just saw John Travolta and he got crushed. <laughs> you know, just like the Bon Jovi story. I've told that one a million times because it was so fucking creepy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we and, actually we actually named an episode after that oh. because that was that's how prominent that was. Yeah, I mean it was it was a fantastic. I've met numerous. Um, I'm, not, I'm not bragging when I say this. I've met numerous through my through my travels, famous people, and I have to say that those were the two that stand out the most to me, only because they were the two most outrageous that I had seen. I mean, I met David Cassidy before he passed away. And I got to tell you, that man was short. No shit. I'm not a tall person. He was shorter than me. A lot of, a lot of celebrities are small. I met Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. <we brought> him <laughs> up. Oh man. We managed to bring him did up. You guys talk about, did you guys talk about poop? <laughs> no, we just did. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, when I met Joe Rogan in Philly, um, I was amazed how short he is. Like he came up to my chin almost hmm. like, like, but he's built like a brick shit house. Like a, he could beat me to death with one hand. That guy. Yeah. Like easily. I've always thought he, he's, he's, he's a big, he's, you know, he's ripped. He, he's a beast. Yeah. But he's, he, he really carries that with a low center of gravity because he's fucking small. He's like five foot six, five foot seven at the tallest. And that's maybe being generous. So he's, I think probably, that might... he's about my height now. No, 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 no. He's shorter than you significantly. Well, I'm saying I'm about, I'm about five. I think I was five, six and three quarter the last time that I got, uh, when I got measured at the doctor's office. And that's because I have uh, back problems. Okay. And I have some discs that have compressed and as a result of that i lost i lost like an inch and a half of height or something ridiculous like that he's five seven teenager yeah he's five seven 
So he's actually like slightly taller than me right now. If I'm wearing the right boots, I'll I'll be the same height or maybe a little taller than him. Either way, I don't ever plan on meeting Joe Rogan, so it doesn't really make any difference. <laughs> if I happen to run into him somewhere, I'll know because I'll be like, I thought you looked like Joe Rogan, and then I saw how short you were, and he's gonna punch me out. <laughs> he's gonna reach into my chest and be like, Hold him on, pull my heart out. <laughs> I just happened to have seen uh, Indiana Jones last weekend, so it made me think of it. I'm just picturing him with his bald head and that painting on the painted makeup on the top of his head and the black <laughs> streaks under his eyes and the fucking, you know, the whole get up. It would be something. The warrior priest. Oh, that would be Never amazing. Never forget it. Yeah, that would be amazing. And I don't know if I told you the best famous person that I ever met was Cicely Tyson. I don't know who Cicely Tyson is. Cicely Tyson is a like multi-award winning actress. I believe even Oscars uh, was in Roots. Just absolutely okay, yeah, yeah, fantastic yeah, 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 yeah. woman. Uh, she had some rather specific uh, requests that needed to be handled. And uh, just by the luck of the draw, I happened to be the person that was on and got the call and went over to take care of these things for her. And she saw me, and I introduced myself and my position, etc. And she was like, good. Uh, you are familiar with the layout of the place? And I'm like, well, of course I am. And she's like, you can take me down to the gift shop and take me shopping. So I got to walk arm in arm with an Oscar-winning actress and take her shopping. And it was probably the highlight of my career Uh when it came to to meeting people and the interaction that I had, it was fucking amazing. Beautiful, amazing. Beautiful woman too. Absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Even yeah. at her age. And you can tell in her eyes, there's real kindness there. You know, real she was genuine. demanding, but, um, but you know, with, with, you know, like, like what, I, I don't know. Like, I won't say demanding, like, of like a diva, but yeah, but not arrogant. Right. Right, right. More like this is how it's going to be. Deal with it, but not in a horrible or mean way. More in like a this is just how it always works out for me kind of a way. Just she's like fabulous. making her own. Yeah, fabulous. There you go. That's a good word for it. She's a fab. She's a fabulous woman, and and I will never forget my interaction with her as long as I live. She made she made an impression on me in the good way, not the way that John Bon Jovi and John Travolta did. <laughs> Must be something about guys named John. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Guy, the guys were both d bags. So yeah, I mean, there's other people that I met along the way, but nothing as as memorable uh, as that was. I mean, those those were those were my those are my my marquee stories to always tell. I mean, mm -hmm. I have I could write a fucking book about the crazy shit that I have seen and heard and everything else. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe one day I will. Maybe one day I'll write a book that nobody will ever read. <laughs> <laughs> and like Mike's bathroom book, just a book that if need be, you run out toilet paper, you can wipe your ass with the pages. Maybe maybe if we ever get a listenership above ten, we could mm -hmm. uh, we could put out a, a book of just our stuff, like your stuff and my stuff, and we'll call it uh, bathroom time with Tom and Mike. Yeah, I really feel like since this is story time that maybe I should tell some of those stories. Yeah, I think you should. Maybe you'd like to hear one right now. 
I would love to hear one. Right would now. you? Okay, everybody like to hear one. So everybody assumes when you work at a at a hotel, motel, in whatever the fuck you want to call it, bed and breakfast, that you see a lot of a lot of hot nudity. And uh, you'd be surprised how many people have asked me stuff like that. Like, oh, did you ever get to see like some hot chicks naked and stuff? And the answer is, I want to say, let me see, I worked in that field for 14 years, something like that. And in all that time, I could just take and pare down all the stories of nudity that I had to being one woman and the rest were men. <laughs> I saw more fucking naked men than I could share, like, than I would ever want to share, including one who was masturbating, and um, when I turned the corner and saw him, and, and I've had that image burned into my memory forever, but the wait, woman... Wait, 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 you, where was this man doing this? I was, I was, uh, I was in the housekeeping department at this time, and, because uh, I obviously got the job when I was talking about how I had gone up, and uh, the day that I met John Travolta... And there was a locker room that was adjacent to the indoor pool and what they would call a fitness center at that point. That um, um, the fitness center was like this little room with like fucking a treadmill and an exercise bike in it. <laughs> this makes me laugh now thinking about the this little gym. room that smelled really bad and had like the worst humidity you could imagine. It was like an afterthought to everything else. So they had a room that you could go into and you could shower. And there was a sauna in the in the bathroom, like a little, like tiny sauna. It was about maybe half the size of the room that I record in right now. Not that you saw the inside of it. So you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about size-wise. But um, I had gone in because there was a shower and it was part of my job was to make sure that the soap and shampoo dispensers were full. There was lockers and there was a shower and the steam room were all in that same area, like around a corner. The steam room was straight ahead, but the shower stuff was around the corner. And I walked in there to go check the shower out and there's a guy leaning back against the lockers just fucking beating his meat. I mean, going to town on himself and the only thing i could think to do was go oh what the fuck and i turned around and walked away <laughs> and i went back to my to my department back to our our, our storage and office area and they're like well, aren't you worried that somebody's that the guy's gonna tell you i'm like what's he gonna do say oh i was jerking off in the bathroom one of your employees came in saw me and went oh what the fuck I want a refund on something. I was like, I will gladly get in trouble for that. <laughs> like, dude was in there just spanking his monkey. Like, like beating I, it like it owed him money. I like that, though, that you're, like, so emphatic about the fact that he was very, 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 you know, furiously masturbating. Because yeah. who does it any other way, man? Like, who's like, I'm going to take you a leisure. Never, You've never done like a slow job sometimes and just sure, been like, oh, but not... I'm just going to enjoy this. Sure, sure, sure. But I guess the thing is I wasn't in a public restroom at the time or in a locker room. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you if know, you're going to go in a restroom, go into a fucking essence. stall. Get in the I'm... shower, man. Oh, if you'd I been agree. in the shower, I never would have seen him. I agree. I I'm saying that, you know, if you must, do it quickly. So the I'm worst saying... part is he probably blew his load because I looked at him. Yeah, probably. He now was into that, you know? Or now he's into it. He wasn't then, but <laughs> he, he might is be now. dead by now. He was kind of old then. Okay. 
And that was, you know, 14 uh, years ago, probably 20 years ago. No, oh, I mean, yeah, well, it would have been about 20 years ago now. Yeah. Oh, this was well before you had gotten into into security. Yeah. I got yeah. you. I got you. So the other story, the story I was originally telling it was like a once in a lifetime chance. We got this is long, long after I got into security and we got called to take band-aids, just take some band-aids up to a, a random room. And um, we go to this room and knock on the door, and they're like, oh, come in. And so we go in, and there's a guy laying on the bed. He looks like he got into a fight with a fucking tiger. I mean, if you can imagine, he has, like, like claw marks in his arm that are, like, sunk down deep into the muscle and wow. scratches all over his back Wow! and everything. Looking like he got into a knife fight with a tiger and then got fucked by it. <laughs> So I look on the bed, and here is this very attractive uh, young lady, long brown hair, uh, like shoulder length, wearing a robe. And the robe is literally cinched at the waist, but completely open on the top and completely open on the bottom. So I see ample breasts, and I see her genitals and everything. Because I'm being proper here and saying genitals. She had a bush. It was awesome. But um, here it turns out that she tried to tell us that this guy fell – like was drinking wine in the shower. I, I don't know why you do that. I feel like you might get soap, shampoo, and or faucet water into your wine. Probably wouldn't make it taste good. No. Broke the glass and then fell on it. If you looked on the nightstand, there were two wine glasses sitting, and there was no broken glass anywhere. She fucked him up so bad while she was fucking him that she he probably ended up having a massive scarring on the top, like, like his bicep area and on his back. I have never seen anybody as cut up as this guy was Jeez. from having sex in my life. Jesus Christ. How she can you like, be 100% sure that she was fucking him? And not just fucking him up. Because where they were at, it looked like, you know, she would have been holding on to his back and just raked her fucking hands across uh. his back. And, like, where his arms were, like, she was holding on to his arms. Like, maybe he was pulling her arms backwards, you know, plowing her from behind. And she grabbed onto his bicep, like, the meat of the muscle and just dug her nails in. That was the uh. only time I ever saw a woman naked in that place. Ever. Yeah, and she happened to be a fucking demon. Yeah, well, she might have been a demon, but she was hot. Mm. But I saw I saw more more penises and and shit than I ever care to you know to recall, and I probably will recall stories of it while I'm on here, um, you know, because it's funny to hear how I was forced to look at somebody's penis. Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, when you want to look at something like that, it's okay. But when you don't want to look at it and it gets flashed or stuck right in your face or whatever, because I did. Uh, I, I did have a story of an old man that I had his genitals mere centimeters from my nose one time um, that I would love to share, uh, but that's probably going to be a story for another time. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like that old man almost did for that story that I will tell you at a different time. Bye.
you'd like to learn more about Storytime with Tom and Mike, visit our website, dembeans.biz, D-E-M-B-E-A-N-S.B-I-Z, where you'll find links to our social media presences, our other uh, web presences, as well as sort of behind-the-scenes stories and links and things like that related to episodes that you've listened to. Yeah, and it's not biz because we mean fucking business. That's right, bitches. Or 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 people, because I don't want to upset you by calling you a bitch. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have called you a bitch. It's, it's. I mean, it happens, man. Everybody gets called a bitch one time or another, or a son of a yeah. bitch.